Well, it's great to um, have uh, several, uh, several worship team and worship band uh, members up here uh, two nights ago, Friday night and this morning as well. Some of them home for a, um, a break, a Christmas break from college or maybe even home from, uh, from their jobs or something like that, which is the case with our daughter, Emily, who is uh, beside Terry this morning. And so we are just thankful that Emily joined us um, today and um, singing and with her guitar. Thank you, Will, for um, playing the drums and uh, being here as well as Brother Spencer played on Friday night and uh, some of the Peyton family. So it was great to have um, several uh, here, and we are just so thankful for your talent and the way that you use that talent for the Lord. And uh, great to have you a part of, uh, of our uh, team. And like I said, it's um, just uh, great that we have so many different volunteers. We have a lot of volunteers behind the scenes, uh, people that come here early to make coffee for us on Sunday mornings. We have uh, a whole team of people that um, are, uh, are in, the, in a back room. You don't even see them, what they do to, to make this happen up here, or the lighting or the live streaming and uh, sound and things like that. So thank you. Um, for all you great volunteers that come here early on Sunday mornings and uh, even come sometimes during the week to set up and reset things. And uh, they are a great crew. And uh, I think we've got uh, the, best, um, uh, the best volunteers of any church um, around. So thank you so much. Um, I heard one amen. So, uh, yeah, who believes that this morning? Amen? Yeah. All right. And they do an awesome job. <laughs> Well, I'd invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew's the first uh, gospel, the first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 2, we're going to read together verses 1 through 12. As you're turning there, I want to uh, invite you back for next Sunday. like Don announced, and we are entitled in this brand new Sunday. Every Sunday is a brand new Sunday, but we're going to be kicking off a brand new year, a brand new Sunday, brand new baptisms together, and also some brand new members that will be coming in to our membership here in the at the church. So, just a great. Uh, some great excitement and a lot of great things happening uh, next week. So invite your family, invite your friends back with you uh, as we celebrate together a brand new Sunday. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 uh, reads like this. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation this morning. Uh, You may have a different translation that you uh, have there in front of you, but this is the New Living Translation. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of religious law, and he asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for this child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I too can go and worship him. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And a star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Then they entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. They opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, though, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Have you ever said to someone before, you're such a wise guy, you're such a wise guy. I know a lot of times if somebody says that to you or maybe you say that to somebody, uh, you're thinking as you say that, that uh, in a sarcastic way, aren't you, as you say that, you're such a wise guy. Um, but this morning uh, in this service, I'm not saying that... Uh, a wise guy in my title, this message, in a sarcastic way or in a, in a way of saying that the wise men were, uh, were smart alecks. Uh, no, I'm saying it in a, way, in a way that, yes, they were wise guys. They had a lot of wisdom. They were wise in the, in the decisions that they made, in the, in the things that they did in life. Theodore Levitt once said, Experience comes from what we have done. Wisdom comes from what we have done badly. Now, I agree with, with that, I guess half of that at least, or, or most of that, but there's some of that statement that I don't actually agree with, uh, or, don't, or maybe I would add some to that definition that he said. Because I believe today that wisdom can also come from learning from others. Wisdom can also come from learning from others. In fact, someone once said, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Nobody lives long enough to make them all himself. Someone else once said, a wise man learns by the experience of others. An ordinary man learns by his own experience, but a fool learns by nobody's experience. Some wise words there with those definitions. Well, I, think, I believe there's a lot of great wisdom that we can learn from the wise guys this morning, from the wise men in the Bible. Today I want to give you five wisdom principles that I have learned from the wise men or from the wise guys I want to give those to you this morning. This is going to be a, a leadership lesson or a, uh, just a lesson on uh, wisdom from the wise guys that you can just jot some notes there uh, in your 
uh, on your bulletin outline if you'd like to, or just uh, listen today. But I, uh, I, I love just these leadership lessons that we can learn from the wise guys. First of all, the wise guys followed their guide. They followed their guide. Verse 9 that we read says, The star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. The star was their guide for their eyes, wasn't it? For where they were heading to, for where they were going, they followed the star. Now, God has never provided a star for me to, uh, to follow that I know of. If he has, I, I haven't followed it. Uh, but for some, uh, for, for, for great reasons, uh, the wise men had a star to follow. I've never had a star. I don't know, I, probably you haven't either, a star to follow. But all of us have been for, provided this, haven't we? God's word for a guide, for our way of, of looking at and reading. Uh, it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, it says in Psalm 119, 105. We don't have a star to follow this morning, but we have the greatest guidebook that we can ever have. The wise men knew who they were seeking. They knew who they were seeking. They knew it was uh, uh, someone that they were seeking. They knew that they had to follow uh, the star in the, in the sky. And I want to ask you this morning, though, do you know who you are following? The wise men knew. Do you know who you're following? Do you know what you're following? Do you know who you're going to follow in this coming year as we look at the year 2022 already in just a few days? This is a great time of the year for us to think about this. Think about it and and maybe even make a commitment to following the Word of God this year, this next year. Following His Word. Make a priority to read God's Word. God Himself is our guidebook, or is our guide, but I'm thankful that He's given us a guidebook to, to learn about Him. Psalm 48, 14 says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. To the end of the earth, He will be our guide. Isaiah 58.11 says, The Lord will guide you always. And in John 16.13, John wrote these words, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. John was talking about the Holy Spirit there, the Counselor, the Spirit of truth, will guide us into all truth. I don't think I have to remind you this morning, but I, I'm reminding myself this morning, and I'm going to remind all of us here, that our behavior comes from who or what we are following. Our behavior comes from who or what we're following. Our value system is largely determined by who or what we follow. 
So here's the question. Who are you following? What are you following today? Are you following God's word? Or are you just following everybody else on Instagram or Facebook or uh, maybe uh, someone else in life? Are you following God's voice, listening to the Holy Spirit for His guidance and His leading in your life? Just like the wise men followed their guide, uh, they didn't have the, uh, the Holy Spirit, I, I don't think, at least they didn't have Him inside uh, leading them. They followed a star. But thankfully, we have God's Spirit inside of us. If we are following Jesus, the Holy Spirit is guiding us. They followed their guide. Secondly, the wise guys focused on their goal. They focused on their goal. Verse 2 in, Luke, or in Matthew chapter 2 said, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We, have, we saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Where is the newborn king? We've come to worship him. The wise men had a God-sized dream. They had a huge dream. They had a huge goal in mind to find the newborn king. They were determined to find Jesus and to worship him. But they realized in their journey that they were going to need a little bit more help than just the star. Uh, they, they were journeyed all the way to Jerusalem, and when they got to Jerusalem, they started asking questions and uh, asking people about um, where they could find Jesus, and pretty soon the word got out to Herod uh, that these wise men were around, these wise guys, and they, uh, and Herod called them in, and he set up this private meeting with them, and he, and he found out a little bit more information about them, but uh, Herod then uh, sent the message out to uh, these uh, these biblical scholars, and they, they finally found out um, some of the prophecies that had been written about Jesus and the Messiah. And he told them, uh, the wise men, about that. Thankfully, the wise men kept going. They heard this message, and they heard all about uh, where they were uh, supposed to go, but they stayed focused on their goal. They didn't quit in life. You know, there's been a lot of times in my life that I have wanted to quit. I'm sure there's been times in your life that you felt like quitting. One of the, one of the times in life for me that I wanted to, to quit maybe the most of any time was perhaps um, a year or two ago. I've shared a little bit of details with you already in past messages about that time. But I, I was discouraged. I, I, I was ready to, to quit and say, you know, God, I, 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 don't think, you know, I don't think I want to go on anymore in this calling that you have placed on my life. You know, I, I, maybe, maybe, you've, maybe you don't want me to be a pastor anymore. I don't know. And you know, I don't know what to do and I was ready to, to quit on that. But thankfully, in the quiet times, God reminded me, as I kept reading as much as I could and, and God's Word and, and praying as much as I, as I could pray, 
God reminded me, don't quit. I'm with you. I'm right there. I'm right here with you during this time. Maybe you feel like quitting today. Maybe at the end of this year, you just thought, this, this year, 2021, maybe these last couple of years, they've been awful. And I, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm ready to quit. I want to encourage you this morning, like the wise guys, keep focused on the goal. Keep focused on the goal, on the prize. Uh, it says in Philippians chapter 3, I invite you to uh, turn with me there. If you have your Bibles, Ch- Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul started right, or he wrote in, in verse 12 through 21, he said, not, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained, obtained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. I want to encourage you this morning keep focused on the goal on the goal to win the prize the ultimate prize of seeing jesus face to face one day in heaven when he either comes back to this earth or we go to see him because of um, because of we are faced death on this earth whatever that is our ultimate goal is to see Jesus in heaven. Amen? Amen. So here's the question for this point. What are you focused on? What are you going to focus on in the new year? Are the things that you're focused on helping you reach your goal in life? Or are there distractions in your life that are keeping you from staying focused on that goal? What are you focused on? And what are the distractions that you need to get rid of in your life? Number three. The wise guys also surrendered their greatness. They focused on their goal. They, they made it to Jesus. They, they kept um, focused on that star and finally, they, they saw 
Jesus, the baby. Verses 10 and 11, back in Matthew chapter 2 now. It says, When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house. And they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down. And they worshipped him. I like what the Life Application Study Bible says in the notes. It says that not much is known about these magi who were traditionally known as wise men. We don't know where they came from or how many there actually were. Tradition says that they were men of high position from Parthia, near the site of ancient Babylon. How did they know that the star represented the Messiah? The notes go on and they say uh, three, different, uh, three different commentaries have been written about how they may have known about this. One, perhaps... They could have been Jews who remained in Babylon after the exile and knew the Old Testament predictions about the Messiah's coming. Two, they may have been Eastern astrologers who studied ancient manuscripts from around the world. Because of the Jewish exile centuries earlier, they would have had copies of the Old Testament in their land. Or perhaps, three, they may have had a special message directly from God, directing them to the Messiah. Some scholars say that these magi were each from a different land, representing the entire world bowing down before Jesus. These men from faraway lands recognized Jesus as the Messiah, when most of God's chosen people in Israel did not. Matthew pictures Jesus as king over the whole world, not just Judea. However you believe or however you choose to believe about these magi or the wise men or the wise guys, they surrendered their greatness. They were great men. They, perhaps they might have been kings. They may have been astrologers. And that's not really important. But we do know that they had some greatness about them because of the, the gifts that they brought and because of the, uh, the way that they uh, traveled. But these wise men bowed before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They surrendered their greatness to Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verses 10-11 through 11 says, At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here's the question I ask you about this. Are you going to bow down now or later? Are you going to bow down now or later? Because according to the verses I just read to you in Philippians, every knee will bow. Whether you choose to bow right now and surrender your greatness or whoever you are or however you uh, view yourself, you can either surrender all that now or you're going to surrender that someday later. I choose to bow down now to surrender to Jesus now instead of later. I hope that you choose and have chosen to do that already. To worship the Lord 
the King of kings and Lord of lords. The wise guys also remembered their gifts. As they surrendered themselves and as they bowed down to Jesus, verse 11 says that they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wise men were prepared to give gifts to Jesus and they remembered to give those gifts. And they could have easily forgotten that they, that they brought those gifts. And, uh, they may have been packed away somewhere uh, in, their, uh, in their bags. But they remembered to give Jesus these important gifts. Have you ever forgotten to give a gift before? <laughs> you probably have. <laughs> I actually forgot one time to tell my mom, happy birthday, uh, on the day of her birthday, and I even talked to her on the phone. <laughs> I called her about something, and uh, we talked for um, several minutes on the phone. She never said a word to me about it. Um, I hung up, and I didn't realize this until a day or two later <laughs> that I was like, oh my goodness, a couple of days ago was my mom's birthday, and I even talked to her, and I didn't even uh, uh, tell her happy birthday. Uh, our minds sometimes we just forget those important things, and and perhaps all of us here this morning have forgotten to give a gift to someone. But I, I read an email that came into my uh, into my email account um, a few days ago, and it was a, a blog that was written by another pastor, and. The blog was entitled this. It was entitled, Are You Forgetting Someone? Are You Forgetting Someone? And he wrote about the ways that, uh, you know, we give gifts to uh, so many people in, at Christmas time for birthdays or whatever the occasion might be. But many times, especially in this time of the year, we're so busy and we're so determined that we're going to remember everybody to get a gift on on. Uh, for everyone on our list that we forget about the most important person that we should give a gift to. And that's Jesus. Have you forgotten to give Jesus a gift this morning? What gift can we bring Jesus today and into this new year? Jesus doesn't want our gold, frankincense, and myrrh. No, Jesus wants us. He wants your heart. He wants your life. He wants you to surrender those things to him today. So what is the greatest gift that I can give Jesus this year? Ourselves. Yourself. I hope that you give, and I hope that you're willing to surrender yourself to Jesus this year. The last leadership point of wisdom that I want to give you from the wise guys this morning is this. The wise guys also trusted their God. The wise guys trusted their God. They followed their guide. They focused on their goal. They surrendered their greatness and they remembered their gifts. But it didn't stop there for them. They trusted their God. They trusted their God. Verse 12 that we read said, When it was time for them to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return 
to Herod. The wise guys could have gone right back to Herod. They could have listened to Herod, went back to him, reported to Herod uh, exactly what they they saw there when they saw baby Jesus. They could have, uh, um, the child Jesus, they could have told him exactly where he was. But in a dream, they were warned to go in a different direction. God told them to go a different route instead of going back to Herod. They trusted in that. They trusted their God. Who or what are you putting your trust in? Who or what are you trusting in? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In the New Living Translation, reads like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Seek His will, God's will, and He will show you which path to take. Who or what are you putting your trust in this morning? Who are you going to trust in this coming year? Five lessons, five ways that we can learn from the wise guys. That's what I want to leave you with today. Take at least one of those, maybe. If you, if you don't want to take all five, take at least one of those this week and really f- focus on that and say, how can I change this year? Or what can I do to improve this year in 2022? To be closer to Jesus, just like the wise guys were. Let's stand together as we close, as I pray together this last Sunday of 2021. We pray that God will help us to remember these lessons throughout this next year. Lord, we bow before you. We bow our heads before you, Lord. We do it now rather than later. (laughs) And we do want to say that you are King. You are Lord. You have the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, we bow down before you. We worship you at the end of this year. And Lord, we want to worship you in greater ways in the next year. In this new year that we see ahead of us in 2022. Lord, as we turn on the news and we, we hear about a lot of bad things that are happening in our world, there is a lot of great things that we can read about in your word. So I pray, God, that we will spend time with you in greater ways this year. Help us to listen with listening ears and a heart that is open to hearing from you, and minds that, that take in, Lord, all that you want us to take in about you. May this year that we see ahead of us, may this year be a year that we really know you in greater ways. 
may we find you in greater ways, Lord. And I pray that our lives would reflect your light in greater ways all around us. So as we go this morning, Lord, protect us. I pray, God, for uh, that those that need to know about you, that we would be a light around them, that they would see Jesus living inside of us and all around us, and that they would be drawn to you. God, may this be a, a wonderful year because of you, because of you in our hearts. We worship you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, have a great rest of your year in 2021 and hope to see you again next next year, right? 2022 for our brand new Sunday. Amen. Have a great day, everybody.